0: With Lee Landsbury from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news, hear it on Live Mike with Lee Landsbury on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Landsbury. In just a moment, I'm going to share with you some of the words released by President Donald Trump last night, where he effectively concedes the election. It also calls for justice for those responsible for the violence on Wednesday. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I want to tie up a, a loose end uh, that arose in the last segment. We were uh, speaking with a, a caller uh, who called in. Uh, Todd from West Valley had a question about the like the line of authority in the police forces involved in uh, the invasion of the Capitol on Wednesday. Uh, the, the the first question he had was who oversees the the Washington D C uh, police force uh, that is led by a chief that chief is imp- appointed by the mayor uh, their involvement in the events of Wednesday uh, didn't kick in until a bit later the front line was the Capitol Police and so the caller's question was then okay well who oversees the United States Capitol Police and this uh, I wanted to be precise. About the answer. So let me share it with you. This is uh, from uh, USCP.gov uh, outlining exactly how oversight is handled uh, for the United States Capitol Police. Uh, the description of the chain reads thusly The United States Capitol Police is overseen by the Capitol Police Board. I'm going to pause there for a second and share with you the names on that police board. Uh, Michael Stanger, Paul Irving, uh, J. Brett Blanton, and Stephen Sund. Now, you may recognize some of those names because it's an interesting scenario which has arisen in that the board, the Capitol Police Board, which oversees the United States Capitol Police, three of the four members have resigned. Stephen Sund, chief of police, has resigned. Paul Irving, U.S. House of Representatives Sergeant-at-Arms, has resigned. He was the chairman of the Capitol Police Board. So, too, uh, has resigned the United States Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, Michael Stenger. So that leaves uh, the architect of the Capitol on the board. That oversight role, though, does not rest solely on the shoulders of those members of the board. It is also shared by congressional uh, appropriations and authorizing committees. And uh, those The chairmen and women of those respective uh, committees are appointed ultimately uh, by the majority leader in the Senate on the Senate side and by the Speaker of the House on the House side. And so it is up to you to to decide exactly where the buck stops. Is it the chair people, chairmen and women of these uh, appropriations and authorization committees? Is it the board, which now leaves just one person standing, the architect of the Capitol? Or is it Mitch McConnell and Speaker Pelosi? You'll have to decide. And so, too, will Congress have to decide moving forward. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to make sure that that was uh, clear. And I know that that explanation of things isn't exactly clear, but that is as precise an answer to the question from the caller uh, that I can give. Uh, the, now, I want to talk to you now about a, a video that was released. Uh, I, I believe it was the first tweet to come from the president following his 12-hour timeout. Uh, the video was about two and a half minutes long, and it was the first inclination, or the first, uh, the first moment, the first words uttered by the president uh, that acknowledged and that accepted that a transfer of authority was imminent, and that a new administration would be assuming control of the executive branch of government. Here, uh, broken up into three parts, uh, is what the president had to say yesterday evening.
1: I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now, tempers must be cooled And calm, restored.
0: Who's the audience there? Who do you think he's speaking to? And what do you think motivated the recording of this video? I want to play for you the uh, part two and part three of this, and I'll uh, share some of my reaction to what the president had to say. Uh, He I want to play it for you in its entirety. I I don't want to be accused of taking things out of context. It was uh, two minutes, 41 seconds long. I'm going to play those all for you. Here is part two.
1: We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power.
0: Part one, the president communicated a desire to see justice uh, applied to all those responsible for the violence on Wednesday. Very good. Number two, part two, the president just there uh, concluded that he feels that election reform ought to be a priority of the government moving forward. That's not necessarily synonymous with the claims he's made in the past. I just want to point that out. Part three, the president concludes in his first remarks delivered via Twitter after his 12-hour timeout.
1: This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime and to all of my wonderful supporters. I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.
0: How do you feel after hearing that? What feelings does that place in your mind for the next uh, week and a half or so leading up to the 20th of January? There are some options available remaining to Vice President Pence, to the cabinet, and to the House and the Senate, as well as for President Trump. Give me a call. 801-575-8255, Eight zero one five seven five eight two five five eight zero one KSL Talk. After hearing those words delivered last night, uh, what do you think? Are we ready to turn the page, or is action required? Twenty fifth Amendment, impeachment, resignation, or do we just run out the clock? I want to hear from you, and I'll walk through some of the details surrounding some of those options next. The phone line is 801 575 8255. 801 KSL Talk. Your call's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Berry, and this is KSL News Radio.
1: Two years ago,
0: Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish.